spent two hours explaining why we were caught peering over World Football Index's fence. Welcome to Hand the Prod. Girls, welcome to episode 321 of Hand of Pod. Uh, I'm Sam Kelly and I'm joined this week by Tony. Hello. And Andres. Hello. Welcome, welcome back to you, Goss. Um, there's not been an awful lot to talk about on the pitch because there haven't been any games. But yeah. we said we were going to record each week. Uh, we said that we were going to be talking about the Sudamericano Sulvente, but it just started a couple of hours ago. So there's not an awful lot to talk about there either. Argentina don't play. As we discussed uh, last week, Argentina don't play in this first round of matches. They're going to be in action on, is it Tuesday? Something like that. No, it's Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, it is. Oh, OK. Yeah. Jolly good. Um, so we're not going to discuss that very much either. But fortunately, in the world of Argentine football, um, things are never uh, too quiet for too long. And when you combine somebody who embodies, in some ways, all of the most of the best aspects of Argentine football... Um, and when you take that and, and combine it with um, the self-righteousness of the British press, uh, we do have something to discuss. Marcelo Bielsa has been doing Marcelo Bielsa things again. Indeed. Um, we, can say, we can say that as, uh, until this uh, thing, uh, he was called the crazy one, or well, a loco that we say here. Mm. But I suppose the meaning perhaps, and now it's crazy, but in the, in the other way. <laughs> um I, I think that if he was previously sort of present in England in body, he's now properly arrived in spirit as well. Um, because this is, is one of the most Marcelo Bielsa things that uh, that I can recall, really. I, I think... I'm wondering whether we should bother explaining what's happened, because I, I assume that everybody who listens is going to be aware of this. But also, maybe somebody's going to be listening in a couple of years' time, listening back through old episodes and won't be quite sure. So, for the benefit of them... Do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, Marcelo Bielsa was managing Leeds and somebody at Derby County caught one of his staff members peering through a bush at the training session, which, as Marcelo Bielsa himself said, is not illegal and it's not against the rules of the competition, um, but it, it falls into this slightly confusing area, uh, let's say, particularly for people who haven't grown up in Britain, um, of being not quite in the spirit of things, old chap. Um, and so he's been asked to apologise, and he didn't really apologise, he just gave an astonishing lecture yesterday to a bunch of uh, journalists, which I wasn't able to watch live, um, but I did manage to follow most of it on several different Twitter accounts, and it was tremendously entertaining. It was, yeah. I was... I have to be honest, when that started, uh, I was technically in the office, but I wasn't working, because I was much more paying attention for, to that... Because we were many people in the office, like, what the hell is going on? Because he announced the, the press conference, like, an hour, an hour and a half before it started, out of the blue. So, yeah, well, many of us on, on Twitter or, or anyone that was related to either Leeds or Argentino football was thinking he was going to, to, to leave, actually, Leeds. 
because he did the same when, when, with Marseille. He, he called a press conference on... It was Marseille, was it? Yeah. Oh, bollocks. I thought it was Lille. I was on TalkSport. No, no, no. Lille. Sorry, if you were listening to TalkSport earlier today, <laughs> um, then uh, I, I apologise for that gaffe. It was a team in France, anyway. Um, and they did the same. You know, he calls for a press conference out of the sudden and, and he just walked away. But, yeah, like like Sam said, it was like most Marcelo Bielsa things ever because he kind of surprised himself every time he does a, a, a new um, crazy local things. Mm. You know, between that and when he, he, he almost got shot by a policeman and everything else. It was so like, I was going to ask, what, what are our favorite Marcelo Bielsa moments? The, the policeman one. Yeah, policeman. Was, take us through the details. That was when he was managing Argentina, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he went to, to jog around. And policemen here, like many other places in the world, are a little bit like uh, conspicuous of people that jog in very early in the morning. And but also, the, it was around the Afas, sort of the, the area yeah, of well, the, the training the, camp. The, the, the Afas training camp. The part yeah, it's, if any of uh, the listeners went, it came to Argentina, it's very, very near to the, mm-hmm. to the airport, uh, the international airport. So you will be noticed that there's not, no, no many things around, like, like buildings or shops, or it's just like a camp, literally. And he was jogging around and with, with a, listening to a, to a recording, a CD, I think it was. It was a CD that he had recorded for himself. Yeah, to listen. Detailing yeah. the tactical setups of the, I think it must have been two opponents that Argentina were about to play during that international break. And he, obviously, like, like, like I said, it was near an airport, so you, you will assume there's a lot of security going around between that and the, the, the AFA um, training camp. So, yeah, he almost, almost got... Shot basically because he was jogging around very early in a very desolated area. Did you and, have any? And he didn't hear them shouting at him to stop. Yeah, he, he just sort of jogged past them and, and because he had his earphones in, didn't hear them going stop, stop. And he ended up having to turn around and raise his hands and apparently shouted at them, "Don't shoot, I'm Bielsa." <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, no, and then there is this this thing which is like. Uh, uh, the area in which uh, it's not written that the the you can't uh, watch uh, your rivals' training sessions or at least spy the, the those training sessions, it's not written like he said, like Biosa said. But then there is this line between the right, what is right and what is wrong mm-hmm. and what you are supposed to do, and uh, that fair, that fair play, uh, and and uh, there were people like well people, Mauricio Pochettino who is. Uh, well considered in England. In fact, he, he at one point it was said that he will be um, offered the, the the charge of of the um, coach of, of of the England national team. And uh, he not not exactly, but well, yeah, uh, he, he was he was asked whether he would consider the job if he if he was offered it, yes. and he said. That, uh, and uh, he a lot of uh, several players that play in the national team are from Tottenham. Mm. Uh, also, Hampton. Yes. And uh, um, Pochettino defended, not defended, but he uh, he explained to the press to the press that in Argentina this is very very use, usual, uh, which of course is not uh, uh, fair or or clean or whatever, but it's the 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 use usual thing or something that in Argentina perhaps is much more common than in than in England. We, 
in the other point or in the other hand you can say that if you go live or, or, or you go abroad you should adapt your you should adapt to the, to the rules or the things that are uh, like costumes in, in, in that country that, that uh, Alan, I, I don't get sorry Sam I, I don't feel like that's mm. accurate because if we're talking about the people or the person that went to the press and said okay th I think this is moral not actually good play for a side that had a spy which is Andres Villas-Boas mm. when Jose Mourinho was in charge of Chelsea uh -huh. so it's you know, it has a, a, an upper kind of thing and I think it's also naive because if you, for some reason, uh, think at some level you might get fired, you shouldn't be that naive to to to, to I know do the the the, the, the do the corner uh, routine uh, in the middle of, of some some place you might get fired. You do it somewhere else, so be sure that no no one's around. That it, it's what happened in Argentina. If if you have like a, a, a closed. Uh, session of training, you're pretty sure that no one's watching, and and that ha happens here. When you have an open training, one o'clock, okay, you just do silly silly stuff with the ball, and I know you just do some recreational football. You don't do te technical and tactical stuff uh, then when that is, happens. Then there is the other uh, uh, point of view, which is you should you can you can spy or you can have a lot of information about your your the, your rivals' way of playing, but then you have your own players that must uh, do what you say, uh, what you say, or what you tell them to do. And sometimes it is uh, they, they do the way uh, the way the coach say, uh, tells them, and some others no, uh, they don't. And, and it's not uh, uh, like a mathematics that. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it's not one plus one that you want to win because you do that. Yeah, actually, yeah. we also said that the the attention span of a player is like fifteen minutes. They, they, they show them seven minutes of attacking video and then seven minutes of defensive video yeah. and that's all they, they, they can show them because otherwise they won't pay attention you can start overloading them with information yeah um, the thing is that there is an investigation there is they are like uh, yeah and I think I mean I think it's a bit ridiculous I yes. think it's it's a, a sort of self-righteousness that I won't say it only is it's only found in the English press because the three of us sitting around this table know perfectly well that you can find it pretty easily in the Argentine press as well and um, and I'm sure listeners around the world will be able to identify it in their own media. Um, but it, it's in, in terms of organisational bodies, I've, there doesn't seem to be anybody quite as good at the football as the Football Association of England um, at doing it. Um, and it's just a bit of a. I mean, going back to your point a minute ago, Andres, where you know when you go abroad, you should try to adopt the customs um, of, of the local country. If nobody tells you that sending spies to peek over hedges or whatever is is not part of the custom then I don't know why it would occur to him not to because as Tony says we have at least one example that we know about where a Premier League team um, have done this in the last um, 10 years what would it be decade and a half at yeah. most um, and I mean my attitude to, to that is is to assume if you hear about Chelsea doing it that probably means everybody else in the Premier League's doing it that probably means it's filtering down. If, if if Derby genuinely don't have anybody because Frank Lampard finds it such a repellent um, well, practice, good, good for him. <laughs> then you know, he's, 
He's an idiot. I, I, I can't see what's wrong with it. He uh, no, did, and even I even just assumed that everybody was doing it until this happened, and I was like, "Hang on a second. When none of the other clubs doing this, is this why they're so angry?" Yeah, no, that's, that I, just seems and, weird. and even the presentation that Bielsa showed us that I would love to see in live uh, that place. It will be amazing. Um, uh, it really showed that you, like Andres said, it's it's not like a mathematical thing that. You watch so much of your rival, your opponent, and in the next weekend that you're gonna win. I mean, it's football; anything can happen. Maybe you will lose one nil because I know your your defender was in the right wrong position and it was an own goal. Whatever, and yes. you you can prepare that. Then Leeds defeated Derby, which makes this thing bigger because if of course uh, the result will have been an, uh, the the other way or a, a draw or, or Derby winning. Mm. Oh. Oh, Bielsa has done this, but it's not that problem. Uh, and apart from that, there is. Then you enter into a, a, fi fi a philosophical discussion, which is because everything does what is wrong, you don't have to do it. I, I don't say that, like, that, that, that is okay. Uh, but it's also one that Bielsa himself brought up, but I sort of jokingly quote tweeted it and said, Is this Bielsa or is it Adam Smith? Um, he was an ethical philosopher. Uh, or was before he died a couple of hundred years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and 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 that was that that he said uh, it's it it wasn't against the law. What I did was not against any laws, and it wasn't against any rules. Whether it was right or wrong, we can debate. But it's not breaking any regulations written down in the competition, and he clearly doesn't think that that it that it was wrong. Um, I'm inclined to agree with him. Yeah, personally. Indeed, indeed, I think it was if, yeah. if the Football League, as a result of this, decide to that it is against the rules, mm. then they should specifically and explicitly write it down in those rules. Because the other thing, and the point that I made uh, a few hours ago when I was on TalkSport, um, is that with the number of foreign managers in England, this is only going to be, you know the kind of thing that, that could easily become another cause for confusion further down the line as well if they remain you know if, if they just keep this clause about oh you're expected to act whatever is morally right and uphold the standards of the of fair play but without actually spelling out what that means then you know you're, you're going to get other forms of confusion surrounding this I suppose yeah um, then we go to, yeah. to the legal side you know because uh, I, I, I can't imagine a, such a, a movement of the press and, and, and anything if for example uh, Manchester City would, would watch inside the Etihad because someone break into the, the Etihad to watch it the, the training this this guy was just uh, cleverly enough to be far away not breaking in and able to, to, to watch whatever Bielsa told him to watch uh, that I mean Again, it's actually not illegal in, in any kind of way, in even sporting of, or kind of actual law. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I just feel it's just that silly thing. I, I, I think Lampard just wanted to cry over and, and, and feel like he has some justification to, to lose. And even I feel like he, he, he was mocking about because when Derby uh, played yesterday, after the game, he said, "Oh, are you ready for my presentation?" Like talking around, it's like, "Dude, really? Did you know some more about your team than your yourself? <laughs> Have some respect, please." I mean, if anything, it's just a, a, um, a demonstration of how uh, hard Gielsa works, and uh, everything, and everyone should be 
very aware of that and, and should contemplate it like, like a lesson that every manager that, that wants to 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 take himself serious should do that did kind these these things and also talking about Lampard he said after the the, the joke about the presentation that oh it's it's preparation every manager does it and and then I found out that the um Brian Giggs doesn't watch Real Madrid games because it's not on, on his TV pack. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should work around, even in illegal things, you, you should download the Real Madrid game and watch it. Are, are you serious that you don't watch it? Don't, don't get a TV package that... That, that does it. Yeah, yeah, oh, obviously. So, I, I don't believe Lamper word like, never. <laughs> no. In, in any way. <laughs> Indeed. Um, there was one other uh, anecdote which I wanted to recount, which was the... Um, his daughter's school friend when he was in charge of Chile. Yeah, it? he hired a friend, yeah. And uh, his, his daughter was at secondary school and knew a kid and, and she came home one day and said, Dad, there's this kid in my class and he knows more about football than you do. <laughs> so he brought the... the he was like 17 years old or something, yeah. like, I think. Um, and he, he, he was like, no, no, that, 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 that's silly. Don't worry about it. And then a few, he, he carried on thinking about it. And after a few months, he said, that friend that you mentioned, yeah, Bring him around for dinner or something at some point, and then sat him down and just proceeded to grill him about football. But apparently, asking not like asking what's the best way to beat a four-three-three with really high-pressing fullbacks, but asking just really obscure football trivia questions. Yeah. Until he could satisfy himself that the kid knew a lot about football, and and then he gave him a job. And he so took then, him to then, Chile then you him have, a, and he was the spy for the Chilean national. Then, then, then you have an illegal thing. Also, did because he was hiring an underage. You're not going to job if you're under 18 in Argentina. Technically, no. But it was Chile, I don't oh, know, the Chile law. So. so that's definitely illegal, but again, whether it's right or wrong is something we can <laughs> Also, for, 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 for I, I given a closure, I remember uh, the Pochettino book. I, I really doubt Pochettino wrote, I think it was Balaguer, but supposedly Pochettino told, told him many of the things that are in the book. Uh, the anecdote said that Marcelo Bielsa drove himself to Pochettino's house with where he lived as a youngster mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night knocked the door and, and asked the, the mother of, of Mauricio to, to see the kid and the kid was, was sleeping Mauricio was sleeping and the, the mother took him to, to, the, to, the, to the room of Mauricio uh, Bielsa took over the, the, the blankets and shouted to the mother look at the legs this sort of footballer's legs. Was this amazing? The, 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 the passion for the life of the football, you know, to, to draw over uh, the house of, of the parents and convince them and he should play for New South Boys. I mean, it's something on, I think only Bielsa will do or a manager would well, super there, there are one or two it. stories, not in the middle of the night when he's sleeping, that sounds a bit creepy, but it there, is there a, are stories about Alex Let's Perkins talk about the legal things now, right? Children and... <laughs> And in the context of English football, that's an entirely different uh, matter, and certainly doesn't, as far as we know, so far it doesn't involve anybody at Manchester United, but it does involve some other clubs. Uh, and it's not really our remit, so we'll move swiftly on um, to transfers. This is going to be a fairly short episode of Hand of Pod, really. Um, Sorry, Sam, to interrupt you. But go on. But you, well, we, we were talking about something regarding, not national teams specifically, but, uh, well, former coach of yeah. national team. And there's a, 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 an important news about national team. Oh. Which is... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I know what you're going to say. Carry on. Yes, no, there's a former, another oh, former coach 
now it's 80 years old I think yeah it is 80 yeah uh, no well right. Cesar Luis Menotti has mm -hmm. been designed by or called called up by by Ch Tapia mysteriously because no one even uh, as uh, well uh, near him knew that he will uh, he, he will hire him or he will call him there was talk about Peckerman there was talk about no various other managers for this uh, former champion of the world director role and uh, a former champion of the world Oh, Bilardo as well, yeah. No, but, but it's, it's Menotti. No, no, I know, but I'm saying there was talk about some other names. Ah, yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm expanding on your uh, point that there, there was no previous suspicion that Menotti was in the frame. Yes. Until suddenly the AFA tweeted out a photograph and said, well, we've signed him. So, huh. That's a big name. What happened to Scaloni? He died? <laughs> of course it's a big name. Then we have to see whether it is uh, real or it is only to call or to put a name there uh, mm. apparently he will be like a, yes a, a director of national teams yeah I, I, but job it's, so it's not really very clear what that means exactly yeah I think he's, he's just gonna say the nafis and hop a little bit with the organization and clear some doubts maybe about random stuff I suppose I, I, I don't expect Minotti to be around the, the training camps so very much it's the same kind of t it's the same title I think as Carlos Bilardo had when Maradona yeah. was manager and he did so nothing so no. it, that, they, they oh, well, allegedly he picked the team against Uruguay for that last qualifier <laughs> but yeah in actuality he probably didn't do anything I, I don't think Minotti will accept this if uh, the the the, the for weren't real and he will be paid uh, not, it's not something uh, for free or, or, or or well, we will see whether he can, what he can do. Uh, apparently, even when it's it's, uh, I, I mean, it's good for someone like him to accept uh, a job for for Argentina because uh, uh, if there is something missing in Argentina, is people that know about football to work for for national team. Mm. And uh, as far as I read, he will demands the demand the opening of centers or, or, or training centers for kids and for uh, the interior now, I don't I know if kids only but uh, I mean to 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 see and to uh, build like national teams from those areas and sure. yeah that, that sounds that sounds pretty yeah. good it's maybe the role of the manager of a very national team you know to help organize and be more clever about the recruiting of the of the players but I, again, I don't, I don't see him around the training ground. Maybe it's just the, miss, the missus was worried of training you know, him around. As you said, he's 80. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that... People were... When Peckerman was being mentioned, there were one or two people who were going, I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's 60... What is he? 67 or something. Yeah. Um, so to have signed... What? Signed? <laughs> to, to have given Hired, someone yeah. the job who's, who's 15 years past retirement age. Um, and... 40, 41 years since he actually won the World Cup. It, it, it seems a bit weird. Yes. Um, to me. But there we go. This is the AFA. Yeah, well, so. let's see how that unfolds, I suppose. Indeed, yes, yeah. he, he first, he first uh, uh, confirmed Scaloni as the coach. Then there were these movements with Samuel and, and, and now Achala, Roberto Achala, like uh, being part of the, taking part of the, of the, uh, yeah, the assistance of yes. Foscone, yeah. yeah it's a and now then he he calls Menotti, it's like the other way. 
perhaps Minotti should decide and apparently he will decide whether Scaloni should continue or not after the Copa America uh-huh. which of course, of course I think will depend uh, on the way of Argentina playing plays uh, there uh, perhaps winning but playing not that, that good that well will be the same for Minotti and he will say look Scal- look Lionel it's good uh, you you did a, good, a great job but now we we need another thing or if they don't win but Argentina like you see there is a solid base of, of players of new players and they are all together and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the team is really working perhaps that's another another perspective yeah but yes. I think I think we, we should start seeing the the real impact on my well first is Colony being confirmed as a coach at least until the Cup of America and, and then Menotti uh, mm. starting next week because next week is the draw of the Cup of America so maybe we should just seeing some stuff Ooh. is it not soon? yeah ah. it is Weirdly enough that the tickets are already on sale so you don't know what you're uh, buying course, yeah, not sale last week, <laughs> you don't know what you're buying <laughs> you may see Qatar against Bolivia but well mm. that's your fault indeed on that note we'll take a half time break as I said a few minutes ago, this is only going to be quite a short episode because there's no actual football to discuss. Um, and we'll come back and we'll discuss a tiny little bit of actual football. Haha, <laughs> having just said that there's none. Um, because River and Bocca were involved in friendlies. And we'll answer some listeners' questions and there was something else as well. Which yeah, I can't remember now. Stuff. Oh, transfers. Yeah, we'll talk about one or two transfers. So don't go away. got it before uh, the break Tony had to remind me so before I forget it again let's talk about transfers sure there's not been an awful lot of movement uh, but there has been some since we last recorded the biggest move of the lot um, is probably Boca Juniors captain Pablo Perez becoming Independiente is presumably not captain um, Pablo Perez but an Independiente player um, which I didn't see coming not that I follow transfer rumours particularly closely as I've said many times before on this podcast um, but that that was a surprising one to me particularly because he's had a fairly decent 18 months or so yeah well if, if you follow Boca you, you will assume that the one of the midfielders that were going to live given that Camposano came and Marconi came that Nathan Nandes was oh yeah Marconi's been signed since we recorded as well yes. we talked about it last week but it's, it's been confirmed since then you would assume that Nathan Nandes was the, the player probably leaving and giving a lot of money to Boca mm-hmm. because it was rumored that he was going to Calgary. But apparently Paulo Perez left to Independiente, which is odd. Independiente has a manager that has all the players saying that they were mistreated by him. So, I, I don't know. Um, they're not actually rebuilding, even if... Well, they had the top goal scorer and he was old yeah. uh, it's it's a weird movement from, from Independiente uh, to be well, honest I, I think that it's perhaps a surprise for him to uh, arrive in Independiente but not leaving Boca because uh, after 
Bogalas against River, and and not not only because of that match or that uh, draw, but uh, it uh, as at the time the time passed, uh, he had uh, uh, his relationship with with crowd with the supporters were uh, everyday wars and and after of course this end of cycle which was the the final of the Copacabana I think there was like a big possibility for him to live. Then, if he went uh, abroad or, or 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 to another team in Argentina, that that yes, that that was uh, something yeah. unknown. I don't know if if he was getting a worse relationship. I I think that from a Boca fan perspective, you will assume that the ones that were more uh, resistant or I don't know, had a sad at the not actually Paulo Perez. I mean, uh, 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 again, I was talking with other people that are actually hardcore Boca fans. They were more, more uh, heartbroken about the, 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 the buying Mauro Zarede just because or, or uh, Lampe or any of the actually defenders, you know. Well, all, all, all the signing policy uh, at Boca sounds like that at, at, at one point. Like they they see good players and, and bring it and bring them, not no matter what whether they need uh, those players. Uh, and sometimes you have three players for the same position. With perhaps if you play a lot of competitions, perhaps may be good. But after that, you don't end with the team in the in, in the yeah, in yeah the, of course in the matches. Yeah, um, well, I I think that we were about this many times before. Boca is just a couple of individuals and they just buy because they want to buy. Right now, I think they have probably should, uh, at least one good player per position and at least one good cover per position. Maybe if, if Emmanuel must leave and Jara leaves to San Lorenzo and all that, maybe they have some urgency to, to, to sign some fullbacks. But after yes. that, they, they have a decent, quite decent squad. Even even longer, and they have the the, the 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 tools to to do a little bit of rotation, even more than River. And River is the, the winner winner of the Copa Libertadores. I mean, if you think it that way, but they have a, a whole new, not whole new team, but a, a, a several new players with a new coach. And well, of course, last night David isn't. Oh no, yes, of course, Mariano said that. He won't last uh, la, uh, that that match at Boca, mm. and and last night was like the first match, <laughs> and and of course you you will as a supporter. What, what happened last night uh, or on Wednesday night? Because of course this podcast yes. will be going up on Friday. Uh, is that Boca played a friendly? Was it in Mano Plata? Yes, um, against Unión de Santa Fe and lost two 0 Two 0 Two goals from Gotti, which is a player that is on loan from Brazil Club. Lovely. And you have this thing of Benedetto, like for example, you will remember uh, in the in the after the first leg of uh, the final of Copa Libertadores, in which yeah. Boca and River drew two two two. Tevez uh, telling their players, the, his teammates, uh, that they have to be with the heads up and and not be worried or or, or discouraged or, or, or yes. Uh, mm. And in this in this case. Against Union in the half time when Boca, in which Boca lost one 0 against Union, Benedetto was the one saying, "We can't play this bad," and and something like, you see it like, of course, 
could be genuine, but uh, it sounds like uh, something for people, for the people. It seems to... a bit forced and yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to contradict a professional player, but this is your first friendly of the preseason. You can play bad. Yeah, actually, I mean, it's it's probably that you're gonna play bad. I mean, the, the first goal it was. Um, Especially after, you know, in, in Boca's case, was going to be, a, I don't want to say traumatic, but a, a pre-season that immediately followed such a traumatic... Oh, oh of course, um, with, with, the, with a new manager. And, and even the first goal of Union, if anyone is able to Google the, 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 the replay... And, and which was the team? It was full of the new players or was mixed? It was a little bit of a mix. Uh, I was about to bring up that the first goal it was a clear mistake from one of the new players from Junior Alonso. And then Andrada, I don't know what Andrada, Andrada was doing. He he f- felt that going out was the right decision and catch the ball. But then he regretted and trying to to go back. And obviously the the, the ball went in. But you you see some disjointment that is obviously for a precision friendly. And you play against a team that only bought one player, which is Nicolas Masola. He was on the bench, and everyone else was the 11th starter from the last six months. So you have a team with some some cohesion as a team. Except for Lotti, perhaps. No, no, no. Masola wasn't on the bench, and then came in. He was the only the only addition from Union in in all the transfer window to replace Soldano. But everyone else and on the team, it was the same team. Yeah, I'm just looking at the team, at the sides here actually, and in fact, Union's 11. It's the normal 11 from Union's 11. Nereo Fernandez, Damian Martinez, Shema Gomez, uh, Corbalan, Piton, Sabala, Acevedo, Piton, the other one, <laughs> Alvarez, Ragapani, Trochansky. Yeah, so uh, except is, for Soldano, it's the same uh, team that play from Union every weekend. So you're playing against... Boca have got... I mean, Boca's 11 decent there, side, yeah. is, is, is decent. There are three players who I've just never heard of, which I'll ask you about in a minute. But the other... Uh, you have the right the back, way, which is a youngster. Uh, right, yeah. How are, we, how are we pronouncing that in Spanish? Because I have a good idea how it would be pronounced in German. Do it in German because it's yeah. German, yeah. Well, in German it would be Weigand. Yep. Um, but in Spanish it's probably Weigand. Weigand, yeah. Or something. Um, and Junior Alonso at centre-back. And this chap, Capaldi, who I've never... Capaldo, who I've never heard of either. Another... Yeah, another, another youngster. So two youngster and a uh, legend, yeah. Other than that, it's a full-strength 11. But, again, Union was playing the last, last six months with a team against mm. a team that's just third position that had that new coach so it's obviously that Union is going to play better I don't know yeah. if good or anything but better clearly so I don't know Union won fairly perhaps supporters are the ones that uh, want to forget about the, 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 mm. the, yeah. the all this thing of the Copa del Tovers and they see this as, a, as something that continues and not a new a, 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 the first play, uh, match of a new coach and, and new players, they, they, it's like they continue with this and they say, oh, we are still losing and we, we must win Copa Libertadores. And that's something perhaps which is wrong from the beginning because before even Alfaro was named, was, was hired, yeah. all, all, uh, everything at Boca, from Angelisi to the last, to, to the supporters, Saying that they must win Copa Libertadores again in 2019, yeah, and and, and that's we don't. Well, the the Boca fan doesn't understand the meaning of a process. This is a process. It's a new chapter of of 
everything in Boca. In fairness, I think that's the average football fan, really. It's not just... Yeah, but look, it's a madness. It's more like not knowing what that means. Uh-huh. I don't understand your point, Sam, but I think Boca's more like a hectic place when you... They think that they should win just because they're Boca and they have to, to win everything. Because also, also I think it's just an... Uh, uh, they, they got that good... Um, uh, time from the start of 1998 until 2006, 2007, and they think, okay, we're unbeatable, and they got that taste, and they think it's the right. But Alfaro is just in the first game, and you, sh- you should wait until the the all the signings uh, gel with the, the other players and everything else. It's just rushing out, clearly. Let's move on to River, um, for whom there's not been an awful lot of movement. Um, Rodrigo Mora I think we mentioned last week yep. uh, had to retire River played a friendly as well they played against Nacional on Tuesday they won 1-0 with a penalty from Juan Fernando Quintero who uh, was still playing with the number 8 shirt they were saying they were oh. going to give him the number 10 but he had the number 8 on on Tuesday um, I only saw the, the goal because I didn't watch the game but uh, I noted I, I paid attention to what number he was wearing <laughs> um, and uh, they signed one player who's Roberto Rojas, who I believe... Robert Rojas. Robert Rojas, uh, who I believe is a former Paraguay international, but apart from that, I don't really know anything about him. He's a Guarani former player also, and apparently he's good, he's fast, and he's... 32. Yes. Apparently he's fast and and good in the mark, and and, and the best of his nickname, which is... I don't know how you say it in English. Sicario. Sicario. He's the best of his... Cool. Uh, like the hitman. No? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's not nothing to do with killing. Uh, his yeah. his yeah. nickname it's, it's is... It's not more like the, the game character either. Yes, the, the nickname has to do because to the, with the... Uh, as, like, like here, at, in Paraguay, apparently, when they uh, go up to the first division or to the... Uh, from the reserves, to yeah, first team, yeah. They uh, they have their they all their 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 haircut, uh, and uh, he was so so uh, uh, serious in mm-hmm. his face that that his teammates said he looks like a like a hitman. <laughs> but well, apart yeah. from that, yes, there is no news about for River. Yeah. Apart from Skoko being injured again, we, we actually we've got a question about the only two things that I really wanted to mention about River, which are Gonzalo Martinez and whether he's actually going to go or not, and about Skoko's injury. So we will get to that in a few minutes. Um, sorry, uh, Rojas is, is like the, the normal uh, centre back from Paraguay. Good on the air, right. good going back, and he can play with the ball a bit. Just a normal centre back from Paraguay. Yes, he will replace, apparently will replace Maidana. Maidana. Yeah, who's off to Toluca or somewhere. Yes. So. Um, Darius Vitanic has signed for Racing. That's nice for them. Uh, San Lorenzo have signed, bloody hell, they've signed a lot of players. They've signed Hernan Fertoli, Hector Fertoli. I'm, I'm reading off uh, a website which has got a lot of first names wrong here. Uh, they've signed Hector Fertoli from Newell's. Um, who is the youngster who I think we were just saying a few weeks ago yep. was sort of needed a little bit more playing time than he was maybe getting so it's interesting to see him go there um, and also obviously with um, Jorge Almiron being the manager Fernando Monetti which we mentioned a few weeks ago Gonzalo Castellani um, two other players uh, Gustavo Torres and Raul Loaiza 
who also played under him at Atletico Nacional, but of course Moletti and Castellani have played with him at Atletico Nacional and at Lanús. Yes. Um, and they've also signed Gino Peruzzi from Boca. Um, I'm just going to go down and listen and to load of Hara players now. is also there. Yeah, Hara, it's been yeah, told it to go to San Lorenzo. Mm. This, this list might be slightly out of date, because uh, most of the list... Yeah, it's not confirmed, so you, um, it's okay. So, so yeah. Um, let's move on to questions, I think. It'll be a nice, tight episode today, by our standards, anyway. Little Bird says, it's got the first of these questions that I just mentioned, since Atlanta still haven't got, and when, he's t- when he says Atlanta, he means Atlanta United in MLS. Yeah, actually, I thought he was like Atlanta just, from Buenos Aires. So like, I'm sure, why? all of our listeners, I'm sure, were, were really confused about that. Um, so I thought I'd clarify. Uh, that's sarcasm. Since Atlanta still have not got a suitable offer for Miguel Almiron, um, and therefore are out of designated player spots and can't get Gonzalo Martinez on the books yet, is there any word on what will happen if February comes around and they still don't have a spot? I.e. still can't buy Gonzalo Martinez off River. I don't I don't heard anything to be honest, but for I, I've heard all I've heard in the Argentine press is a couple of mentions that Gonzalo Martinez's transfer to Atlanta United is being held up a bit. And well that's technically that's, that's from from Atlanta position by the rules of the MLS, they could clear up the the DP uh, or designated player uh, spot just by unregister uh, Mikel Miron. I mean, uh-huh. they, they could take it out of the squad, of the playing squad, and he won't be a designated player. And could but be, they'd still have to pay him money. They would start to pay money, but they won't, they won't take it into account for the salary cap. Uh-huh. Maybe they can regoshinate... Uh, sorry. Re-gosh-ia. That, sorry. And I'm not drinking from it. Um, with with Ambiron to I don't know a couple of months and be like a normal contract instead of a designated player to you know don't pay him so much money for not actually playing that can't be done until they, they saw him but from a, a bureaucracy perspective it can't be done just wait him to to to, to, to till the last minute I suppose yeah. anyway what I see is uh, uh, at least Pity Martinez going along to another team at MLS or some other place but not River because uh, I don't see a shadow including Martinez in the team where when his head is out of River yeah. as, as he had done with for example Jussi uh, when his yeah. transfer wasn't confirmed to Senate but mm-hmm. he put him away from the team because he knew that his head was not at, at River. So. Although, in fact, it's just occurred to me while you were talking, that's probably why Quintero was wearing number eight the other night, because Gonzalo Martinez hasn't actually left yet. Just out of respect, I guess. You know, you don't want to yes, uh, give him his phone before he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, hope that that answers your question, little bird. Uh, Lawrence Hart says, good to hear you unexpectedly on TalkSport this afternoon, Sam. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, was this the first? Uh, no, it wasn't. But he also says, is Tim Vickery nervous that maybe a challenger to his English expert based in South America thrown? Um, to which I already responded on Twitter that I've been waiting for Tim to have a little accident for some time, but he's an annoyingly resilient person. Anyway, um, anyway to, to say, sorry, because you you no. said that the, you made a mistake saying that uh, Bielsa, uh, Bielsa left Lyon. I said Lille. Lille, yeah. yeah. A and, little. and it was ah, Marcel. Sorry, I thought it was Lyon. And, well, Olymp- Lyon and Marcel is have the same, well, they are Olympic Lyon and Big Marcel. Yeah. And they're very close geographically. Yeah. These are both in the south of France. Little not, but 
Lyon and Marseille, they're out. They're out. Indeed, close. yeah, yeah. Lille is, is very much not in the south of France. Yeah. It's, in, uh, it's in France, but it's not in the south. Uh, Lawrence also says, a question relating to the internationals before Christmas. It's looking back quite some time now. How was... Unfortunately, we've actually got somebody who was paying attention to this, I assume. How was ex-Gillingham Paolo Gazzinegas debut viewed in Argentina? Should he be expecting another call-up? Tony, as a current Spurs fan, you're presumably... And I was in the in the in Cordoba at that time. I was watching Paolo playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably, but that don't, don't also depend. Hang on, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I'd sure. just like you to show you Marcelo Bielsa's Wikipedia page. Lille, he did manage Lille. He did, but he left Marcel with the with a uh, impromptu. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, that's that's I, my, I'm the just, point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Oh right, I see. Yeah, Marseille 2014. Was it that long ago? Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Carry no, on. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Right. Uh, well, I, I was watching the game. He was quite solid. I remember a lot of that. Mexico just actually worked dangerous the first ten minutes. And he's doing quite well at Tottenham, so yes, I suppose he's gonna be called up again because it would take into consideration the number one spot is it's a little bit up for grabs. Uh, what what do we have in the goalkeeper position in Argentina? We have the the Guzman in Mexico, Marchesin in Mexico, and in Europe you don't have. Many other goalkeepers. Roly, Roly, yeah, that's true. Most of the last two years. Yeah. No, he's better, but uh, yeah, he, he started playing better. I think last week in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, really he, he was game, a really right? good and game. Was, yeah, but until then he'd been pants for. You have also Chichisola at Getafe. Mm. He he saved the penalty. A penalty, yeah, and the win, yeah. But I mean, I mean, any of them are not like automatic. Number one, if you think about the, the importance and relevance uh, of the teams and their their, their performances, uh, the, you always think of Sergio Romero, and I think he's done at United. He's gonna come back at some point, and probably just to try and be the number one again. But after that, it's just a little bit of of grabs, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, I I continue to say, but I I keep Romero as number one if I was Argentina manager regardless of how he's played because he spent his whole career being second choice at clubs yeah. and it's never affected how he's played for Argentina um, I have just while Tony was talking I've been looking down at what happened to Bielsa at Lille and I've realised why it's stuck in my head it's because he left Lille under somewhat controversial circumstances but it was one of very few jobs where he actually got sacked by the club rather than yes. walking out on them um, but yes that, that's why anyway anyway moving on um, Casey Cop says, I know you guys don't seem to care much for Alfaro at Boca. I have to say, Casey, that last week's episode might have been slightly tainted by the fact that uh, Mariano was involved, who, of course, is a, a fan of a club where Alfaro was re- manager and did not do very well and wasn't very popular, and <laughs> also happens to be uh, the main classical rivals um, of the club that Alfaro has just left for Boca. Uh, but Casey says, as, a, as an Huracan fan... I am worried about losing him and Marcelo Diaz. I don't... Um, Mariano Diaz. No, Marcelo. Uh, Marco Diaz. Marco Diaz. God. Just with the M, I understand. I'm getting confused <laughs> because I just mentioned Mariano. That's why. Uh, and Marcos Diaz. I don't know much about Antonio Mohamed. What can I expect from Huracan this season? I would love a run in the Libertadores, but it seems unlikely. Oh, well... I mean, Mohamed's got a decent pedigree. He was decent in his in, form, in, in yeah. his previous spell with uh, with Huracan. I don't know how he's done in Mexico. Admittedly, you watch the Mexican league football, don't you, Tony? 
he was average. I mean, every every time um, Mohamed um, takes it on a team, I think they start quite well because he's so energetic and in in a way a little bit more more. Um, uh, I don't I don't I don't want to 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 say up and up or more. Uh, sincere when he talks to the press and everything else, so it's, it's, he kind of gives a good vibe to the players, but that usually wears out after a little bit. The, the, he's not quite wise tactically and anything else, and he just had a good run in Huracan. Independiente, he didn't lose a tournament. In Colón, he didn't lose a tournament. And mm. In Salta de Vigo, he did it all. So it's difficult to say, really. On the yeah. one hand, he might get back and feel like he's at home and he knows this club and yeah, yeah. he's up and going. And yeah. depends on the player also to, um, to be in his vibe. Yeah. You know? Well, before before Mohamed finally took charge of the bench, uh, there, he had a problem with his family because they are all so supporters of Huracan that mm. that turn turn ends being a problem because uh, if if of course his if if results are good. He will be very, very happy, but if they are not good, he will suffer a lot. And his family, so, sense, yeah. so his family, and that was the problem. Why that was the reason why his signing wasn't for so uh, so sure at the beginning. Then perhaps he talked with his family, but that's that's a, a, a real problem for him. Uh, so it will be that will be key key for for his. Uh, his uh, period at Rakan, yeah. and yes, of course, Marcos Diaz is uh, is really uh, hard to, to to replace. Of course, I mean the other part of the answer to the question, of course, is, is that Casey asked what he could expect this season from Rakan, and we're actually already halfway through the league season. And I'm not saying that to be pedantic and put him up and correct him. I'm saying it as, as a way of pointing out that they're already doing really well in the league. So Mohamed, it's not as if he's inheriting a squad who are in trouble and where he needs to do, you know, to work miracles to to get escape from relegation or something. Um, he's starting from quite a high floor, and they've not let any. I mean, apart from Marcos Diaz, who's obviously a very important player, but apart from him, outfield they haven't let any really key players go. Um, so I I can sort of see it working out if he just can be a steady hand on the tiller, as it were, and if he can keep yeah. things level. We should see um, if the player feels the optional fire and yeah. he can take over that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I don't think there's anything to despair just yet, essentially. But, yet. but at the same time, I don't really know. Mariano has tweeted us and asked, please don't forget to mention how right I am about Alfaro's future coaching Boca. Well, you, you don't have so, much, so very wise about that. You, you, everyone that is not a Boca supporter things took with a pinch of salt that, that appointment to be honest so, yeah. uh, Liam Kelly who is no relation to me says given Rodrigo Mora's retirement and Ignacio Ecoco's lack of fitness is Matias Suarez of Belgrano the ideal replacement or will River bank on Julian Alvarez and Lucas Beltran being shining lights coming out of the academy uh, Matias Suarez is not a, a, a pure striker or, or a natural striker it's he can play as a striker, but he's more like a, that this modern position of uh, second striker or offensive midfielder. But then that's uh, precisely what we just said about Mora or Skoko as well. So Yes, but uh, Julian Alvarez won't be playing right now because he's for the... Uh, he's, the 20s. Yeah, sort of Americano, yeah. So it, it is Skoko, Prato and Beltran. Uh, then uh, who play only a few minutes 
in the in the Superliga and uh, the other day against the uh, national for in the net friendly and Federico Girotti who is uh, even newer or 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 in with less experience than Beltran so I don't know whether Gallardo will finally ask for a, another striker I don't see Matias Suarez playing for River but apparently Gallardo likes him mm. and 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 the world we will have to wait and see if it's not if it's, if it wasn't smoke or or only a rumor or, or, or something certain after apart from him I don't think there is another because uh, Luis Diaz from Junior finally won't uh, definitely won't definitely won't yes because he okay. has renewed his contract and Junior has has have treated uh, officially that they uh, will have six months more six more months with him uh -huh. uh, with, with the team so apparently Luis Diaz won't be there and uh, neither Paulo Diaz with not a striker but with Robert Rojas arriving. Oh, I thought Paolo Diaz had signed already. No, no, no. The, the, no I think the Argentine press brilliant. They they report things as confirmed when they're not confirmed. But it's Argentinian press. Um, I think that the the people from from the club in in the in Arab, Arab club, yeah, yes. they were changing the conditions mm -hmm. time and time over, and River tried to negotiate and be flexible, but they are not in well flexible for the other side, you know. Trying to get more money, more money, because I, I think they just felt that we were desperate. I, but I, they have a center back now, so I think yeah. they will be silent. Apart, we 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 know about my uh, um, Matias Suarez, but apart from him, I think they at least they will try, or River will try, and especially Ayala, not to say too much, uh, which is clever. Yes, to to be silent like Robert Rojas, who. Uh, it was named one day and the other day he was signing. Oh, the other day I was watching TV and they, no they named a Colombian guy. And I'm so sorry. The that Colombian Neymar. That uh, one, he's playing in, in Ukraine. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Well, Neymar, it's of course as a joke, oh, Neymar. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, as a nickname, I'm the, I I'm the new gay man of social media, but yes. I'm not. I mean, don't remember his name, but yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was like. Why? I mean, the, the the reporter was quite clever Jorge, to s Jorge Carrascal. That one, yeah. The the reporter was was clever enough to say that okay, the, he was offered to Gachardo on the on the on, on River uh, with a video, and which, which basically means YouTube you know, his, reels. His, his agent is yeah sent yes. around a circular email to about 150 clubs, yeah, of which River were one. Similar um, to Sanchez yeah. Mino, who has his agent. Uh, It's not something we we think. His agent offered him to River, and I don't. Yeah, that doesn't want, doesn't like this uh, when the, his agent, the agent of a player, says, "Look, Sanchez Mino or look uh, Carrascal." He doesn't like this. Yeah, like and, and and I heard that the technical stuff from from River was watching actual games and, and entire videos of this guy to see if he's actually any good or just a YouTube player, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, I think that came to nowhere clearly because he's playing in Ukraine and he was he was put for Sevilla, I think. But the Sevilla the B Sevilla B. Yeah, Sevilla B. Well, was basically the same, and they he didn't progress as much as they hoped, so mm. he went to Ukraine. There we have it. I think that's this week's episode. Great, perfect. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you are a Hand of Pod Patreon subscriber. Um, then 
you'll be able to hear a Hand of Pod extra by the time this goes online as well, or if not by the time it goes online, then very shortly afterwards, so certainly by the time you're listening to this, because um, it doesn't take an hour to upload. Um, <laughs> on that note, if you're not a Hand of Pod extra um, listener, if you're not a Hand of Pod Patreon subscriber, but you'd like to know uh, how much value for money you can get, I decided to make one of the episodes um, free. Uh, last week. It is an episode that we recorded last month, about, I had to think about a month ago today. Um, it, uh, we've recorded a, two or three since then. Um, so if you go over to handofpod.com slash Patreon and you go to posts, no, that's wrong, isn't it? If you go to patreon.com slash handofpod, let's get this the right way around, and then you go to there from, uh, from there to posts, if you're not signed in, um, or indeed if you're not a Patreon yet there should be one post that is available for you to view and you will be able to have a listen to it I can't remember exactly who it uh, involves I th- it's definitely me and Andres and it was recorded at Dan's so him and I yeah, think I you, yeah, you I was there in your chair um, so yeah and you'll be able to get a taster of what Hand of Pod Extra is like before you put any money down um, or you know or just enjoy some extra free content whichever way you want if you decide that you want to start giving your money to us as a result of that, then thank you very much in advance. Thank you very much indeed to those who already are doing so. That's why we're recording in January. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And we'll be back next week when we will actually have an Argentina Sub-20 game to talk about, as well as um, some of the results in the Sudamericano Sub-20 and some other stuff. And, and, as, well, sorry. and well, as, as well as River Justicia yes. and San Lorenzo Huracan for the uh, oh, pending matches. Yeah, yeah. Super League as, as well catching as, up two Super Liga matches um, so for now uh, if you're a Leeds fan then you know try and stay out of trouble for another week um, and, and good luck with that I mean not really good luck because I'm a Man United fan so I don't wish you good luck at all but uh, let's, let's hope that your manager doesn't get into too much trouble um, and for now it's thank you and goodbye from Andres thank you goodbye from Tony goodbye and from me goodbye goodbye